Hello and welcome to the Betches Sup Podcast. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And for those of you who are just tuning in, the Betches Sup Podcast is your weekly rundown of all the crazy shit that's happened in the news, explained by your two funniest friends, which is us. Um, Today we talk about Roger Stone. Mm -hmm. Um, We talk about the end of the government shutdown. Mm -hmm. And is the CEO of Starbucks running for president? Wow, let's find out. Betches Media presents. I like beer. I don't know if you do. Okay. Do you like beer, Senator, or not? Uh, my party is going bat crazy. Ah! You're the puppet. Alternative facts. Oh, goodness. The Betches Sup Podcast. America! And we're back. Yes. Wow. Um, what uh, a week it's been. I know. It's, there's, it's, it, it hasn't even been a week since we last recorded. No, but a lot has very much happened. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, Mueller related, which we'll get to, but I guess we are starting with Mueller. Anyways, Elise, what's getting you through the week? Uh, what's Trump's been America? getting me through this week in Trump's America was last night's performance of Rent Live. Um, are you? Have you watched the the live musicals much? No. So I don't like religiously tune into them, but yeah. I have. I was around for Rent Live. I knew it was coming on. I love it. I love me some Vanessa Hudgens. Me too. She's yeah. very talented. She's fantastic. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to watch Rent Live. Immediately, we find out that one of the actors who I didn't know who he was, but apparently he's from like the X Factor. He plays Roger, right? He played Roger, who is one of the leads in Rent, for those of you who are not Rent heads among us. <laughs> uh, he broke his ankle in the previous night's performance so they just aired it wasn't live like they just aired the other thing but they were performing live with him in a wheelchair what at the same time at the same time as we were watching the pre-recorded version there was a live version being performed and like you i was following along on twitter and the people who were there were posting videos of like him spinning around in like his little (laughs) wheelchair with his foot up and i was like why didn't you air this (laughs) just like it would i understand that it would have been really intense to like what but they did so i'm like first of all they did do the show because at first i was like well they can't re-choreograph it i'm like but they did do something yeah did they do the live parts that he wasn't in like you know when maureen does the the end live and he's in a wheelchair yes and he they put him up on like a table <laughs> at the part where like spoiler for rent where me where, yeah. where mimi almost dies and then he plays mm-hmm. her his like shitty song yeah <laughs> that he's well, like, that he's taken the whole show to write yeah. i know that's like the, there's so many great songs in rent and that is not one I know, of them it's not one of them at all and she's like <laughs> i kept seeing all these memes that were like mimi is dying of aids slash hypothermia roger well anyway here's wonderwall <laughs> <laughs> like wait let me get out my guitar <laughs> Um, but I understand like it's in willing suspension of disbelief. It's a beautiful song. It brings her back to life. How was Valentina in it? (sighs) Valentina. For those who don't know, Valentina is a famous drag queen who was on this season of RuPaul's uh, all stars. Valentina gave it her all, but she just didn't have the vocals. Oh no. And they're like, there are a couple really beautiful duets mm-hmm. um, with, that require uh, Angel to be able to sing. <laughs> <laughs> there are a couple times where Angel is required to sing, and that was those were not Valentina's oh, no. best moments. But she was very like cute and mm-hmm. fun, and like gave it a lot of energy. But the other thing a lot of people were putting online is that like 
we were watching what was essentially their dress rehearsal. So some people were maybe like holding, because there was yes. like, it was just like a little low energy, which also on the one hand, it's like, well, you are performing it for a live audience now. So like give them like mm-hmm. Broadway actors do this every single day and they do, do it full, a full out every time. But these aren't Broadway actors. They're like vine people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that might be problem number one. What I will say is that Vanessa Hudgens killed in the pre-recorded performance, uh-huh. killed in the live sections. Mm-hmm. Vanessa Hudgens is bringing it a hundred percent. Brought her A game. You watch the whole first half because Maureen's not in the beginning, and you're like, oh, but it is like it is the dress rehearsal. You can't like fault them. And then she comes out and just like nails it so hard that you're like, okay, but also Vanessa Hudgens just did that. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, she's like, I think she has more live experience. I guess she's yeah. Grease live. Yeah, she's. She I mean, it. she's a veteran of these like live performances. But my thing is like, one have an understudy i know that the point of these is to like stunt cast them with like celebrities but have a fucking understudy yes like or whatever or just air the one with him with the with his foot up it would have been crazy everyone would have been tuning in everyone would have been like that was awesome Mm -hmm. people would have been like wow it's crazy that they pulled it off yeah even though he had that like i felt like it would have been really cool it's not like roger has to dance no i guess they're maybe we're worried about like camera blocking if anything but yeah but i mean i'm sure that there were a lot more concerns that went into it but i feel like if i were them i would have aired on the side of airing it still live with like these adjustments rather than just airing like the pre-recorded thing that was clearly not like anybody's like all out performance like if that was Vanessa Hudgens's dress I would have loved to see her full performance yeah. she was amazing well I mean I feel like I, we would never have been put in those situations because we would always have an understudy yeah I mean that's the thing is like if you don't want to do pay not... someone a lot get someone who's not well known who's just like there to like just rehearse. have an understudy and then maybe like they could help like the other cast members rehearse when the other person's like maybe sick yeah it doesn't make any sense it's just crazy that there's like that is such a common thing of like theater to have a fucking understudy yeah. that it's like crazy to me that there was no understudy and then like the at the end the actual live portion they had like the real cast of rent come out and sing and they just like killed it so hard and made everybody look everybody who had been in the show previously look really dumb I yeah <laughs> like it's crazy to have valentina out here struggling trying her damn best and then adina menzel comes yeah. out and sings <laughs> and it's like okay well that's rude <laughs> like, that sucks yeah <laughs> so those are my thoughts on rent live yeah um Brian, what's been getting you through this week in Trump's America? Well, you know, this would be huge news had we not had crazy amounts of huge news. Yeah. Um, so the Manafort hearing, Manafort trial is still ongoing. Yes. Uh, Manafort appeared in court on this past Friday, uh, Friday morning, um, and he looked much fucking older. Yeah, he looked crazy. Well, because if you look at these guys like Roger Stone and Manafort and Trump, they all dye their hair crazy colors yeah and so you could tell that manafort has been dyeing his hair for a long time yes also roger stone which we can get to later Um, yeah roger stone we'll talk about the way roger stone looks yeah (laughs) later he like he had a cane he's definitely clearly going for this like old man sympathy yeah he's trying to say that he's acquired an ailment of some kind while in prison which is just like it's so funny to me because he's literally been in prison for like 
a couple months Two and, and he's like now he's walking with a limp he's like Ugh. it's like <laughs> these guys just fall apart so fast when their crimes finally catch up with them he's yeah. like i don't have my ostrich coat <laughs> and now he like can't even fucking walk <laughs> like, yeah it's so silly um because so manafort uh made a plea agreement with the special counsel but it came to light that and Mueller became aware of the fact that Manafort had violated his plea agreement because he was lying to them. And that, and so Mueller's team said that he no longer deserves special treatment, meaning he could now face up to 80 years in prison, which is, yes. he'll be dead. Yeah. Which is life. Cause he's, he's old now. Yeah. I mean, we told, we could tell finally by his appearance most recently that he's like currently old. Yeah. He will not. I, I was reading that like he's, he could face up to 80 years. He's likely to get like eight, mm-hmm. but even still, that's on top of the, like, whatever he got. Yeah, this is an addition to the eight counts. Oh, he hasn't even ta- been, been charged for his other things Yeah, yet. So tax is- and bank fraud that he pled guilty to um, earlier last year. Yeah, so he'll be charged for... He'll, he'll get his, like, actual sentence for that in February. And then on March 5th... Which is my birthday. Which is Brian's birthday. Mark it down in your calendars. Happy birthday to Brian. <laughs> he will be charged for his second round of crimes. Yes. <sighs> So that's fun. That's just a nice, yeah. It is interesting to see people like actually getting arrested and charged. Well, I just watched, I, this is kind of a segue into our next topic. Next topic. I just watched Get Me Roger Stone on Netflix. That, if you have not watched Get Me Roger Stone, like pause the podcast, yeah. watch it and then come back while we talk about Roger yeah. Stone because this man is... Wow. He's cuckoo. When people say like Batman villain, like that is 100% accurate. accurate. He, um, so Manafort is like heavily featured in this Roger Stone documentary because Paul Manafort and Roger Stone used to own a lobbying firm together. Yeah. Where they would lobby for dictators. (laughs) That was their lobbying firm was like Manafort, someone else and Stone. Stone and Black. Yeah. Something like that. And they're like their entire thing was that they would lobby for like dictators and like human rights people like governments with human rights abuses and and, like even get like the reagan administration to basically back these um dictators that were like killing dissidents like burning their um burning their competitors or whatever alive it's so funny to be like i'm gonna think of the most evil job that I can possibly have. And I think that being a lobbyist for dictators with rampant human rights abuses is really high up there Mm. with being a dictator with rampant human rights abuses. (laughs) It's like that. And then like being his like lobbyist towards the U S government. Their whole thing was like, we don't really care about anyone's morals. We just care about money. And it's like, Ooh, that's kind of gross. And that's been Roger Stone's whole thing. And Roger Stone has been asking Donald Trump to run for president since the eighties, since the eighties. And look where we are now. Yeah. So, Roger Stone, main news, was arrested early Friday morning at his home in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, Stone is indicted on one count of obstruction of an official proceeding, five counts of false statements, and one count of witness tampering. Can we talk about the witness tampering for it's one fun. second? So, anyone, so the, Roger, let's, we'll talk about Roger Stone's connection yeah. to the Trump administration. So, yes. Roger Stone has been a longtime political figure. He met Trump through uh, Roy uh, yeah. Cohen. Cohen, who's like one of the most evil people. Yeah. He was like, Joseph McCarthy's like guy yeah he was like like Roy Cohn would be the one who like would take blacklisted celebrities and be Mm -hmm. like so if you lie to Congress and say these people are communists then like we'll unblacklist you that that was Roy Cohn's job which is also a very evil job he he was also secretly gay man who attacked homosexuals and blackmailed them and also 
basically died of AIDS and yes. denied he ever had it or denied he was ever homosexual. Mm-hmm. And so Roger Stone has been using Trump for lobbying, has getting like like when Trump wanted a casino in New Jersey, he had him work with the then person who was running for governor so they could get some like tax yeah. breaks or whatever. And so he was an advisor on Trump's campaign like yeah. from the get-go right when it started. He's like basically they basically said Trump's agenda is Roger Stone's agenda. Yeah, Roger Stone is just like this creature of darkness. Like he's like that mm-hmm. thing from the upside down in Stranger yes. Things. And because of that, he can sense, like he has a sixth sense for other darkness. And he picked out like long ago that he was like, America is just fucked up enough to elect Donald Trump as president. And he saw that because he is a connoisseur of darkness and yeah. pain and evil. <laughs> and like he was right. Yeah. The one thing I wanted to say about the witness tampering. So yeah, his, his one kind of witness tampering. It's okay, his one kind of witness tampering. This is my... So, like, I don't want to rank all of his charges, but my favorite one is the witness tampering <laughs> because this con- this came after, basically... Um, so, Stone directed Person 2, who is apparently New York radio host Randy Credico, to pull a Frank Pentangeli, which is a reference to The Godfather Part 2. Um, and this is a character who basically like he signs a thing saying that um he knows like he knows that Corleone has killed people and he's killed people at Corleone's direction and then when he goes on the stand he refuses to testify and says that he doesn't remember saying any of that and like Mm -hmm. goes back on his entire testimony so it's just like it just kind of adds to like the like movie like cinematic way that all these people are like Trump acts like a mob boss. All these people act like mob bosses. Fucking mm-hmm. Michael Cohen acts like a mob lawyer. Yeah. All of them have this like mafioso way of dealing with everything. Glorification and, as well. And so like, and this is just it explicitly. He's like, no, you should do that thing from the Godfather where you lie to Congress. Cause it's literally a scene where he lies to Congress. Yeah. And so that's one of like, one of his things is he lo- he lied to, he lied to the house. Um, he lied to the House Intelligence Committee. But yes. so after Critico pleaded the fifth to the House Intelligence Committee, he texted Stone, and this is all according to the indictment that Mueller's team pulled out. Yeah. You should be honest with the FBI. And then months later, Roger Stone um, fired texts back at Critico saying, You are a rat, a stoolie. You backstab your friends, run your mouth. My lawyers are dying to rip you to shreds. And then he also threatened that he would take that dog away from you, referring to his Critico's white cotton de tulier therapy dog, Bianca. He <laughs> that, threatened to take away his therapy dog. dog? Mm-hmm. And then he said, I'm so ready. Let's get on. Prepare to die. So, doesn't How? look good for Rogers. You know, to bring the therapy dog into it is really something. Yeah. It really shows you the depths that these people yeah. will think. But the other thing that everyone, that you would learn about Roger Stone if you watch the documentary and that everyone has been talking about is that Roger Stone has the tattoo of Richard Nixon on his back mm-hmm. and loves Richard Nixon. And he worked for Nixon's campaign and was like involved in Watergate. Yeah. And when he was being arrested, he gave the Nixon like double V for victory, like his yeah. famous like symbol. Because victorious people are indicted on seven charges yeah and have to resign from the presidency but also (laughs) roger stone like wears all these crazy outfits so i saw like a thing like i think he wore a shirt that was like roger stone is innocent like he (laughs) had his own like he has like a printing press or something in his own house where he can like quickly make up t-shirts yeah but he he's just like 
he's a goon. Well, so also looking at the documentary, you can tell that he's been dyeing his hair blonde for years. He yeah. like has this like brown hair. And then, like, all of a sudden, he has blonde hair. And then, like, he, like, lets it goes back to brown. Like, and then, like, like five years later, he's blonde again. And even now, you look at his hair, and it's clearly dyed. And he has dark roots. Like, why yeah, are you dyeing your hair? He's looked the same. And it's, like, white. White. He has, like, white hair. And, and he has for a long time. It's very weird. He's only 66 years old, which I find astounding. He, yeah, he's he not looks that like, old. He looks, like, 80. Like, 76. But, and he has for 20 years. Yeah. Like, it's bizarre. But he... He's just one of the most like manipulative, shady, mm-hmm. like everything that's wrong with politics. Yeah. He like embraced all of the like yeah. negative stereotypes about politics and weaponized them. But I guess we should talk about like what his actual yeah. connection so, is. So like this this indictment is like the first time we really see uh, an official connection between the Trump campaign and WikiLeaks. Yeah. So, like in the indictment, it which says, which is a connection to Russia in like and, yeah, which in turn is a connection to Russian hackers who gave documents to WikiLeaks. WikiLeaks. So, prosecutors are saying that Stone and at least two of his associates served as intermediate intermediaries between Trump's 2016 presidential campaign and uh, what the indictment refers to as Organization One, which is WikiLeaks. And basically, they, they 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 were aware of stolen material by the Russian government as part of the Kremlin scheme to wreak havoc in the 2016 White House. So, and this Wait. is also like we've basically known this because Roger Stone literally tweeted like days before the leaked emails come out, like keep an eye on WikiLeaks, like yeah. some pretty big stuff coming well, out so on like, WikiLeaks. And, like, he like sing, like like singularly like uh, called out John Podesta. Yeah, he was, was like John, like he. He was because he like revels in all this stuff. He's revels reveling in yeah. being arrested. Like yeah. he had he was so excited when they were arresting him he's to like, like oh give God, his like enough. weird statements. Now he's giving like he's out on like some insane bail. Like yeah, he's out on two hundred fifty thousand dollar bail. Yeah. So which now he's speaks doing, to the problem in our criminal justice. Exactly. System. And so now he's on, out on two hundred fifty thousand dollar bail. He's doing interview after interview. One interview, he's like, "I will not bear false witness against the president." In the next interview, he's like, "Maybe I'd cooperate with Mueller." Like he's yeah. loving. No one has ever loved being arrested as much as Roger Stone is like loving being arrested in this yeah. moment. They also, you know. He served as an inter- like he he alleged to have he said he'd spoken with, you know, Julian Assange, the founder of WikiLeaks, basically the WikiLeaks guy, and then like the next day he said he'd never spoken to him. He only he changed his story depending upon who he was talking to. Is he talking to someone he like we deem like a right wing conspiracy theorist like Alex Jones, mm-hmm. or is he on Fox News talking to, to Tucker Carlson? Yeah, and he gives such, like conflicting statements. This documentary shows that they even explicitly talk about this situation like, yeah. with WikiLeaks. And I, because I, I, I watched it after the fact and I was like picking up on all this stuff. And so, you know, <clears throat> we have to think about the, the, you know, when the Access Hollywood tape came out. Yeah. And how hours later, another wave of WikiLeaks leaked. Yeah. Which seems very like lucky and Yeah, very, I know. It seems like collusion. Yeah. And like what, what, 
the Trump campaign will say and what Roger Stone may say and what Trump will say is that Roger Stone was actually only with the campaign for a short period of time in an official capacity. And that is true. But he maintained a very close connection mm-hmm. with the Trump campaign afterwards. And even though he wasn't like officially a part of it, yeah. he was still constantly going on TV like talking Trump talking, up. yeah doing their talking points he was clearly still involved and in some way he has said that he was still involved like yeah. he said he was like like an underlying advisor not official in a non-official capacity but then manafort became the chairman and they're super tight so like obviously they were all going like the, yeah. it's all the same people you know yeah like we the thing is at this point it's like for anyone who's really been following this and whose eyes are open like to what is happening, it's very obvious what occurred here. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we don't know all the details. Maybe we don't know exactly who what went down or whatever. But it's pretty obvious that there was this collusion happening. And now it's just a matter of like Robert Mueller connecting those dots legally, which it seems like with Manafort and with Cohen and with Roger Stone, like one by one, he is putting the picture of this whole thing together in a legal sense. Well, it's also like he, the charges that Mueller is bringing against all these people are basically the cover-ups and the lies after the facts, the obstruction of justice. And it's like, why are they, they haven't been actually indicted of conspiracy and collusion, which is, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, it's basically all about like, after the fact, like, oh, now you witness, you temp, you, um, witness tampered. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, you obstructed justice. Oh, you made false statements. But about what? About what? Why you are know? you lying? Exactly. And, and so another thing I want to touch upon about the connection between Stone and WikiLeaks is that in the indictment, it says a senior Trump c- campaign official was directed to contact Stone about any additional releases and what other damaging information WikiLeaks had regarding the Clinton campaign. So a senior Trump campaign official was directed. So someone above a senior Trump campaign official directed them to talk to Stone. And so they're saying that this senior Trump campaign, Trump campaign official is probably Bannon. And the one who yeah. directed Bannon to talk to Stone is probably Trump. Yeah. So basically what it is, is like Bannon told the Russians, like, go through Roger Stone. Is that what it's no, saying? No, so it's oh. like, so Roger Stone was already in touch with Julian Assange and mm-hmm. WikiLeaks. And they'd been trying to get in touch for a while. And they're also just saying, because Roger Stone has been in the business for so long, yeah. he has connections with everyone. Yeah. And so and ba- Manafort was literally like cold emailing like Russia.gov email addresses Michael, and, and, Michael just, Cohen and just too, being yeah. like, hey, you guys want to work together? Yeah. So like those emails exist too. And so... Just like sending tr- his resume. So, the, so what, what we're trying to deduce is who's above a senior Trump campaign official, Trump. And so he directed Bannon to be like, can you ask Roger if they know of anything else coming because this was really helpful to us. Okay. So it was like Roger Stone already orchestrated this stuff. And then Trump was like, Bannon, go talk to Roger. Let's see if we can get more of this good, good email shit. Okay. Mm -hmm. I got it. Well, that's all very bad. Um, That's all really bad. It's like a literal crisis in our country. Um, And I just can't get over that. He really brought Bianca, the therapy dog into (laughs) like that is just, I mean, I guess if your career is literally being the most evil person in the world, yeah, th- no therapy dog is off limits. He's but like, damn, he's like a 
person behind birtherism. Yeah. Been, like maybe we would have President Gore if there was no Roger Stone. Um, there's, yeah, there's so there's so many things. This man is like the center of so many like evil and horrible uh-huh. things that have happened in this country. It's like really crazy. And like he like loves the idea of being hated too, which yeah. is even like more annoying about. He's him. one of those people like like fucking Stephen Miller and stuff. Yeah. Like and 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 the thing is like you meet those people throughout your life at like school or at your mm-hmm. job where they're just like <laughs> everybody hates me and it fucking rocks. Yeah. Like, the reason that they hate me is actually because I have such a big freaking brain. Yeah. It's like ugh, get away from me. And then all those people cry while they masturbate in the dark. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, it's, a fact. it's true. Should we talk about the government shutdown? Yeah. Which is paused i don't even want to say that it's over because it's not yeah it's paused so last week uh shit started to really hit the fan shit started to really hit the fan people missed a second paycheck roger stone got arrested suddenly they're like trump's gonna make an announcement at the white house yeah it's it's another one of those like oh look at this over here because this is happening right here yeah like okay i'm gonna do this now so trump made this speech which i did watch Mm -hmm. um was truly bizarre. I was I was like, obviously he's not gonna say like we didn't get the wall, but like it's okay. I have to open up the government. Yeah. And that's not what he said. He basically was like, I've agreed to open the government for three weeks. We'll include back pay for workers. Um but there's like Which they always do. Which they always do, but also it's like First of all, these people have no guarantee past this three weeks, so they're going to be like scrimping and saving. And also, the payroll department was furloughed during this like shutdown. So for them to get everything back together and then do all the back pay, like it's going to take a while for these people to get their money back. It's not like they're going to get a direct deposit tonight. Like it's the 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 payroll department has to like come back to work yeah. and now deal with all this shit that like they left. So it's just a mess. Um, so basically, it's like Trump is like. They're signing everything that they would have signed five weeks ago before yes. they shut the government down. So this was basically fucking pointless. Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting because, you know, I guess like Republicans didn't vote for this bill. Uh, they voted for this bill mm-hmm. before the government shut down. Then they wouldn't vote for this bill on Thursday. And then they, they voted, voted for, for it, it again. Yeah. So it's, it's flip, flop, flip. So basically what he said is he's like, I'm giving them three weeks, but if Congress doesn't give me the wall after that, I'll shut down the government again or I'll declare a national emergency. Which is not going to work. Yeah. I mean, basically everyone says there will be like immediate huge legal challenges to that. But the Pentagon is like making a plan to divert money to this situation because it seems like that's what because there's no way that he's going to just be like, okay, we didn't get the wall. Yeah. That's not going to happen. So. During the speech, he kept, re- he called it, everyone keeps talking about now uh, this smart wall, <laughs> or the Democrats have suggested they put money towards a smart fence. Yeah. And I'm just like, this is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Like, why are we parsing out all these stupid, he was like, he was like, it's, it'll be a smart wall with, uh, with see-through visibility. So I'm like, we're going to build a see-through wall that has Wi-Fi on it. Like, <laughs> Well, like, it, like, well, like, you know how like people like saran wrap doors and make people run through them yes. without like knowing it. That's what he's gonna do. He's yeah. gonna put s- saran wrap between two posts, and people are gonna accidentally hit it and be like, "Oh, that's exactly." Why don't we just hang a net? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just a giant net that spans the entire like thing, and then at least it's less intrusive. And so the thing about also him declaring like a national emergency for it, it's like if this was an emergency, you would have to, you would have declared it because it's an emergency. Yeah, because so it, it's clearly not an emergency because you ha- it's. 
emergency like like deduces that it's an immediate reaction needs to happen what do you think is going to happen in three weeks let's speculate wildly um i think i think that the democrats will probably come up with like so much border security that they want and not put a wall in there but they'll like reinforce existing fences Mm -hmm. and say but but we're spending all this money on um securing the border but fences and slash walls don't make sense because we live in the 21st century and then then he he might shut the government down anyways or he'll be like oh they basically set a wall yeah i think it's either that they give him something like the smart fence yeah (laughs) (laughs) that he like thinks that he can say as a wall yeah or he does the national emergency thing. I don't think that he'll shut the government down again because I think that this did hurt him politically in a way that he actually did see. Like his mm-hmm. approval rating got really fucked up. There's like a lot of um, the the CBO came out with a statement today, basically saying that the shutdown cost 11 billion dollars in total three billion of which will not be recovered Mm -hmm. um and two billion of that is because the irs like a lot of parts of the irs were shut down so they weren't able to do like a lot of their just like day-to-day tax compliance stuff that they do like not even just like us doing our taxes at the end of the year but like there's shit the irs does every day to enforce tax law that just wasn't done and it probably resulted in two billion dollars worth of losses Um, And it delayed $18 billion in federal discretionary spending by sidelining salaries and suspending federal services. Also, uh, on Friday was the first time I know flights were grounded at LaGuardia. Yeah, they so the FAA started to come out and say um, er, so many air traffic controllers had called out sick by Friday that the Federal Aviation Administration grounded flights across the Northeast. Um, also the director of the FBI, Christopher Ray, uh, released a public message to his employees. And as you know, the FBI tries to stay out of phrase and like political phrase. And he said, making some people stay home when they don't want to and making others show up without pay. It's mind boggling. It's short sighted and it's unfair. And then he added that he's about as angry as he's ever been in a long, long time. All of this culminated on the same day. Basically yeah, all of that happened. And, and that was the day of the second missed paycheck. Yeah. Roger Stone. Like it was just, it was a nutsy day. It was so much that I think the only way, I don't think that he will shut down the government again in three weeks because I think that even he understands that like that yeah. will be really bad. Well, but I think that he will either lie and say that he got the wall And then there will be this insane debate that we have to go on for the next year and a half about whether or not he actually got the wall. And there will be people being like, no, he got it. And people being like, no, he clearly didn't. Well, the base is like even like mad about this. Yeah. Like, you know, Ann Coulter started tweeting out like immediately afterwards. She tweeted, um, maybe the solution to the border crisis is not deporting 22 million illegals, but one Jared Kushner. Yeah. She really came hard for Jared. There was more. Came out swinging for Jared. I don't condone the worst of... The use of word illegal, by the way. Yeah, I don't. Um, that was an angle I don't think any person is illegal. No, I think no, they're no. undocumented. Yeah. But anyway, because, you know, because you know that that's why he shut the government down to begin with. His, the Ann Coulter's and people freaking out. Yeah. yeah, like his base being mean to him. But I think that the how angry regular people were did get through on some 
level Mm -hmm. to him. Like, I think the coverage, it just comes down to like, I think the coverage changed, the tide changed so badly. Like, I don't think that he'll shut the government down again for this. Who knows if he'll shut it down more during his presidency. Mm -hmm. But I don't think, I I think what we're likely going to see is either a fake wall that we have to like, because he's such a fucking child, we have to like pretend there's a wall now. Mm -hmm. Or he does this national emergency thing and it gets held up in the courts and he's like, I'm trying to build the wall for you, but the courts or the ninth circuit won't let me and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Whatever. Oh, no, Cause his, his poll, his approval rating is the lowest it's ever been. Yeah. It's really bad. Um, it's really, really bad. And especially as like more and more 2020 people are coming out, it's just like such a stark contrast yeah. to like what is actually going you you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. it's like we've got all these people coming out laying out these like bold progressive agendas and then you have the president who's like who he is i just feel like he can't like kamala harris giving a speech in uh oakland to twenty thousand people i know pretty fucking crazy i know like people like big people are coming out and saying they're gonna run for president he's gonna have to start combating like those messages Mm -hmm. and who knows how he's gonna handle that Speaking of 2020. Yes, let's go to one more thing. Yeah. Uh, So longtime Democrat and billionaire businessman Howard Schultz, who is the CEO of Starbucks, said he is seriously thinking about running as an independent. First thoughts. Boo. Boo. (laughs) I don't know. I don't think any billionaires, honestly, should be running for president. Um Schultz, again, he's estimated to wor- be worth about $3.3 billion. And he is a longtime Democrat. And now he's saying he would run it as an independent instead because, quote to quote him, he says, we see extreme on both sides. And asked if he was concerned about siphoning votes away from the Democrats and assisting Trump in getting reelected. Schultz said he wants to see the American people win, which is not an answer. It's not. And like, look, I wish that we had a system where independent candidates could like get into the race and run and it wouldn't be like it would be like a viable thing but the way it works in our system and just the way it always has worked is that when an independent candidate gets in whoever they're whatever can't mm-hmm. like if they're a republican leaning independent the republican gets votes siphoned away from them if they're a democratic leaning independent the Democrat gets votes siphoned away from them. That's what they were saying about George H.W. Bush losing his reelection to Bill Clinton. <laughs> yeah. Like it was, that was also in part because a third part, he got, the reform he party. got primaried from a, a right leaning candidate. Mm-hmm. And it's just like in this election, when we're, when we're coming up against, you know, 10,000 votes in Wisconsin or 10,000 mm-hmm. votes in Pennsylvania, 25,000 votes in Wisconsin, like someone like this getting into the race, it matters and like is anyone calling for fucking Howard Schultz to be president like who are the people who want this and then he said he he told the New York Times that he uh, planned to tour the country for the next three months promoting his his new book before he deciding whether to ultimately rerun which I hope just means this is to get some press for his book I hope this is just a press push I know that he's like not really gonna do it he bashed Medicare for all also which is like the number one like democratic policy Mm -hmm. position at this point and he said that it's as false as the wall which is crazy stupid it's so stupid when like clearly that's not true 
not the case at all. But um, Donald Trump commented on this, which is interesting because he has not, apart from maybe Elizabeth Warren, he hasn't really said anything about any of the other like 2020 people who have been getting into the race. But he tweeted, Howard Schultz doesn't have the guts to run for president. Watched him on 60 Minutes last night, and I agree with him that he is not the smartest person. Besides, America already has that. (laughs) I only hope that Starbucks is still paying me their rent in Trump Tower. And it's like... Well, um, it's pretty funny that he called himself the smartest person. Yeah, like, first of all, insane. Second of all, like, I feel like the only time, the only reason he would ever do something like this, Trump, to tweet like this is to make someone do it. Like he, yeah. wa- he wants Howard Schultz to run. Yeah. Like that probably excites him yeah. because he's like, oh, that, that would be like a big problem for the Democrats. He has not really validated any of the other 2020 candidates, which kind of surprised me because I kind of expected like every time someone announced for yeah. him to be like, ha ha, like phony yeah, Kamala he's, Harris. He's never said anything about her. I don't think. No, he hasn't said shit about her mm-hmm. yet. I when it happens, yeah. Lord knows, yeah, because he definitely has a particular ire and hatred reserved for black women that yeah. really comes out on his Twitter on occasion. So who, we shall see. Who do you think is going to be next to announce? Bernie. You think Bernie is going to be next? That's what the rumors are: is that he's going to be next, which I have my feelings about. But if he gets into the race, God bless him. I just want a healthy primary. Less, bur- healthy, less Bernie bros, though. Less Bernie bros. I would love to not deal with them, but I just mm. want a healthy primary. May the best man or woman win. Yeah. But yeah, I do think, I think Bernie's going to be next. I, I, if he's doing it, I think he's going to announce really soon. Yeah. I expect, I expect to see a Sherrod Brown. Yeah. Soon. Yeah. Maybe an Amy Klobuchar soon. Yeah. An exploratory committee, if you will. Right. They like, yeah, I think I've just heard rumors yeah that bernie's is coming soon so mm-hmm. we'll see we'll, we'll see. see if i'm right or wrong um yeah so that right. brings us to the to end it. of our episode mm-hmm. uh guys until the end of democracy i'm elise morales i'm brian Russell smith and this is a betches sup podcast betches